Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing. I'm 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 alive. And he is alive. Yeah, that is. Hey, you know what? In 2021, that ain't bad. It's <laughs> 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 uh, funny because it's true. Hey, man, I'm glad that you are here, and I am glad to be here with you. I too am doing. Uh, quite well and really excited to talk about this episode because I, I don't want to give away too much, but I, you know how like last week I was kind of negative on the whole various forces thing. Yes. I, I might, I might be feeling the force a little bit. It's, it's a powerful force. It's got a lot of power. I, I thought you would have been like, well, I am vindicated and confirmed and I'm upset about no, it. No, surprisingly, I actually am going in the opposite direction. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's going to be a good episode, though. It's going to be a good episode. we got a lot of fun things to talk about. First, I want to give a special shout out to our amazing patrons at patreon.com slash TV talk. It is because of you that we are able to come at you every single week that we got an episode of The Flash. Yeah, y'all are amazing. So thank you. And if you'd like to help support the show, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk to learn more there. All right, man. It sounds like we might be differing on this episode, but that's okay. I'm ready to get into it. You ready for yeah, it? Let's do it. All right, man. Let's get into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode six of season seven, the one with the nineties directed by Jeff Bird and story by Kelly Wheeler and Emily Paliza. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Cisco and Chester P. Runk start creating devices to detect Fuerza and Psyche. Setting one near Chester's hometown, they are trapped in a time loop of the day before Chester's dad, Quincy, died in a car crash. With Quincy's help, Chester and Sisko build a device to detect and protect themselves from the time god, Dion Owens, a high school quarterback who was attempting to prevent an injury that ruined his football career. Chester convinces him to let go his past and that the future remains unwritten, causing Dion to realize that he can change everyone's futures before vanishing, ending the time loop and returning Chester and Sisko back to the present. The two fail to find Dion, although they believe he is unaware of the Speed Force's revival. Sisko later discovers the three forces and names them Still, Strength, and Sage. Meanwhile, Barry emerges from his cryo chamber and Iris bonds with the Speed Force before inviting it to stay with her and Barry. Elsewhere, Chester begins work on his father's old project while Joe warns Frost of Kramer, though Frost refuses to hide. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, like I said, out the gate, I'm just going to go ahead and, and lay all my cards down on the table. I, I'm, I'm starting to kind of dig this in a way that I didn't think I was going to. I mean, like, you know, I, I said up front, the, the forces, the, the concept of the forces I always felt was very, shall I say, forced. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's always felt a little bit forced to me. And, and, you know, there, because of that, it was hard for me to get behind the concept, but I have to say, man, there's something about this whole pantheon aspect of where they're taking this that I am kind of enjoying in a way I really wasn't expecting to. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I... The only thing that really bothers me is that is that, and I don't know the origins of the names in the comics, and I, I don't I don't unfortunately know uh, uh, how those names were derived and and what the forces in the comics how their powers are represented or, and what they actually did. But and and, and it's and it's great that they're using the lines from the comic. It it it, it, it feels weird to me. Strength force makes sense, right? You're okay. really strong. Yeah, yeah. Strength okay, force, yeah. strength force makes sense. You're really strong. Sage force. I, I kind of because sages are like wise and they have a lot of, of, of knowledge and and so maybe you can Mental. kind of yeah but like freezing time the still force I the mean still force why not like the time force I don't know that the, okay the, the, that right there no no you said it you said it the time force okay so yeah, unpack it go ahead go ahead yeah I don't know I I just feel like the 
at least with the names and, and how they're presented in the show, um, <laughs> the names feel forced. And like, I would expect Cisco to come up with better than that, or at least to mention it. Like somebody else names it the Sage Force, and he's like, that's kind of dumb, but I'm going with it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't okay, know. So I don't know. I, Sage Force is always, I've never been a huge fan of that name in particular. And I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, eh. Like I, I like I, I'm like oh okay where's the oregano force and where's the you know uh, the, the rosemary force rosemary force the garam masala force yeah we want them all uh, that's now that would be interesting where where is the force of of herbs uh, but no sage force maybe taps into some of that force of herbs okay sorry uh, anyway point is that we've got uh, you know mind body and speed. You could kind of look at it that that route, but I hear you with the time. In fact, when when he first shows up, I was like, "Oh, is this like a time force?" But as I'm sitting there contemplating whether or not they were going to like add that into the mix, I realized, well, the speed force controls time. Like we we like if there was a time force, to some extent, it would be kind of confusing because the speed force is to some extent tied up with time. So to go with the still force, we're now kind of doing something of a of a natural opposite to the speed force where both forces can have, you know, have, have some connection to time, time travel, uh, mastery over time, that sort of thing. Uh, if you, if you had a time force, I do feel like it would take away from the speed force. And that's the furthest thing from what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was just kind of interesting how that, uh, how it came about, right? Like it was, um, um, <sighs> Yeah, it, it, speed. Like Barry has time traveled before, and this dude is all about like time travel. Well, not really, not necessarily. Time, I guess time bubbles. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there'll be more differences will, will come out between uh, Barry's version of time travel through the Speed Force and uh, Dion's version of time manipulation. I guess maybe that's what it is. It's more time manipulation versus Barry's time travel. Yeah, that's that's probably actually a really good way to put it. Um, I like that time manipulation versus time travel. Um, I, I, you know, I will say that it was kind of nice to see a similar use of the effect that we saw with Wells or Wells Prime uh, when he kind of slipped himself off. He, it's almost like Wells Prime is also in some form or fashion connected to the still force because he's intending to kind of relive his life over and over again in a very similar fashion to um, the the time force guy person thing can we all right this this is something that is kind of throwing me off a little bit with these various forces so the speed force shows up and she's self-aware like she doesn't believe herself to be nora you know what i mean yeah and she didn't possess a mortal or anything of that nature she just literally manifested in in the form of a mortal uh however these other forces they they have lives, you know what I mean? Like they're 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 people. They're not just like oh I'm 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 here and I'm like blending in. It's like no this this dude was like a high school jock and he's trying to relive the glory days, but he's also a still force god. Yeah, well, so that was interesting to me because um, I I agree right? like you know with Fraser and Psyche, uh, there's there doesn't seem to be an indication there that either of them were chosen like Barry was with the Speed Force, but with Dion it seems like he maybe not chosen, but like he was just a guy who was hit by the same. And again, they're using lightning for all of these, which is weird. I don't like it, but whatever. Um, yeah. You gotta, you have to get and go with it. Yeah. I, I, w- I would rather him be hit by like a green blast of like particle energy or whatever. I don't know. Like make, make berries lightning and then make the other one something different so that, you know, not all, not all universal forces have to be lightning based, I guess. Right. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, that all, all that aside, um, like especially for uh, not sorry, especially psych because psych actually talks and communicates and, um, you know, Fuerza was just like, we, I, my guess is that Fuerza was somebody who was hit by the same lightning bolt, like chosen in that same way, but just mm. it is, you know, the strength force just kind of makes them a mindless brute. And so they're not able to articulate or speak or anything like that. And, um, so I think that's why Fuerza is not really like cognizant or whatnot. Um, just, just, just basically just a, a living entity of strength. And then psych is obviously going to be smart, but psych also gives off this, this, this real big, I am an entity and not a person with the, the glowy face mask and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Psych seems a little bit more, I mean, the fact that, that psych has a name, 
which is psych and not the stage force. You know what I mean? Like we're not going around calling Nora, Nora, I guess, I guess they are kind of calling her Nora, but, but she's the speed force. Like we're still referring to her as the speed force. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's it, it, to me, and maybe this is kind of getting ahead here. Cause it, admittedly there's, there's, I feel like this episode lends itself to a lot of speculation. And so like, there's just, there's going to be kind of like a lot of speculation throughout, but to me, it almost seems as though the speed force being the only self-aware and all these other forces being not, or at least like kind of possessing people implies that there's something going on. Nora is saying that like, or or the speed force is saying that she's, you know, being attacked and that this is a problem and we got to watch out for these other forces and we're at war. Well, are you? Cause, cause they don't even seem to know what's up. It It's almost as if maybe the speed force. All right. Here's, here's, all right. We're doing, we're doing everything in reverse and maybe that's appropriate <laughs> because here's a little speedster speculation for you. What if, what if Nora is not the speed force? Well, that would be interesting. What if she's Eobard Thawne? Okay. All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you though? But, are you? But, <laughs> but what if she is actually the negative speed force? What if the negative speed force is trying to make a play to become the new speed force? What if the negative speed force has become self-aware? And in fact, she is Eobard Thawne. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know so much about that. I don't going to hear me out. Hear me out. The, the forces are taking on these kind of personas. Eobard is currently formless. He is kind of some sort of entity that only exists off of residual negative speed force to me it seems as though a possibility that he could be out there perhaps he's even responsible for all of these different forces getting all force crazy or force sensitive or force push or pull force a thousand years (laughs) force anyway sorry (laughs) i think i think that there's a possibility i'm throwing it out there i know i throw it out there every single year but you know what? I've been right maybe once or twice, so maybe I'm right. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it would be – I wouldn't put it past Eobard to, like, take the form of Barry's mom to kind of torment him again and then, you know, reveal that he's not actually Barry's mom as the Speed Force. He's the reverse Speed Force, and now that I have a body because – Negative. We defeated the other forces, and that, for some reason, gave me a body, and I don't know. Um he might be tapping off all, all the other ones. I'm very curious because, you know, the, the confusing nature of the lightning situation notwithstanding, like if you think about it, when we see the still forced manifest, we actually don't see lightning for the still. Like they're, they're these kind of like uh, firefly looking particles that kind of go around. You know what I mean? Like they materialize and unmaterialize and kind of there's a glowing light, but Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we saw any lightning this episode. No, just any green lighting. No, which which was which was good, and and yeah, it was. It felt more like a, a separate entity from the Speed Force, which I appreciated. That's yeah. one thing when that, it needs to. Yeah, they're complete opposites. Yeah, and it was the same thing with the Psych Force, right? The Psych Force was this purple, kind of like pulsing wave and, and energy. So yeah, so I, I I'm glad that there's a different differentiation there. It's still kind of confusing as to why there are lightning bolts to begin with, and now none of them seem to have anything lightning related, but. Well, but the, here's here's my thing. What if the lightning bolts weren't the forces? What if it was actually the speed or the negative speed force forcing the other uh, forces into reality? Sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, look, I'm just, all right, fine, fine. I'll, I'll get off the negative thing. Although if I'm right, I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank and back, my friends. Oh, I'm sure you have will. any money there, but I'm going to laugh on the way there and back. <laughs> Point is... That if, like, what if this, you know, quote unquote speed force, Nora, what have you, what if that entity is responsible for pushing all of these, like, entities into existence, and so the lightning was not at all, you know, their their forces, their forces themselves, it's just literally the, the speed force working to do its magic. And so the different forces are actually not the lightning at all. Look at, look at all right, have you seen the previews for next week? Uh, no. Okay, so this isn't revealing anything, I don't think, too much. But what we do see is Nora Speed Force thing having a lot of lightning around her. But it's specifically red and blue and yellow. I don't think, at least in the previews, we see any green lightning. And you could argue that maybe to some extent that's her tapping into these other forces or some sort of shared connection, except she can't share a connection with the still force, which also opens up the question, does that mean there's a weak force? Does that mean there's a dumb force? Like, what are the opposites or you know, the alternatives <laughs> to the other forces if the speed force has a still force that it's, you know, in, in direct contrast to? But that notwithstanding, 
what if what we're actually seeing in the preview with her various lightnings are, as we kind of speculated before, more lightnings that have been associated with the Speed Force before. So it's not just the yellow Speed Force that we're seeing uh, latching onto Nora. It's also kind of the artificial uh, connection to the Speed Force or, or the kind of the fake connection to the Speed Force in the blue lightning uh, or the negative Speed Force that we see in the red lightning. And so, which kind of goes back to my whole thought and process of like, maybe there's something up with this Nora who claims to be the Speed Force and we're taking it at face value because reasons. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I would love to have Eobard, you know, reintroduced as like a main villain for a season or something like that. I think that'd be great. I think no, I think Nora being, you know, uh, actually Eobard manipulating Barry again with with his mother, like I think that would be poetic, right? I think that would work. Yeah, so it makes me excited for next week's episode. I, I usually uh, I try to avoid them uh, the 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 previews. Me too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just you know to have like a fresh take and, and not have any sort of uh ideas brewing in my head about what could be happening so i did miss that but it does sound interesting and i will be curious to see where it goes but yeah yeah well hopefully uh hopefully that, that doesn't that doesn't ruin anything too much all right so so i mean like again we kind of got ahead of, ahead of ourselves here but uh of course in this episode we we do get some uh time with uh the speed force kind of interacting with iris and instantly you get a lot of that uh mother-in-law vibes going on between uh between iris and her yeah <laughs> and she kind of had the you know what how do you how, how would you phrase it like she's like barry's burrito blanket and she's kind of like oh i guess i wouldn't understand or, you know that, yeah, that's that's like little... y'all's thing okay i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna go over here now and uh pretend i didn't hear that <laughs> yeah yeah and there was a lot of like you know like oh okay he's my baby but i guess he's yours now like there's there's a little a little of that going on yeah um and it's interesting because iris actually handled that a lot uh more gracious than i think i would <laughs> personally like she was she's like no you know you're still let's you're you you're still valid you you still matter here's you know let's let's go take a look at the burrito blanket like she's she was very accommodating to the speed force and you almost get the sense that it has less to do with the fact that this is the you know kind of all powerful entity and more to do with the connection that she represents in you know being physically present as Barry's mom, uh, not only does she take on this role in a physical form, but she actually does kind of facilitate this on an, on to some extent an emotional form. Although it's kind of hard to tell because of course Barry was out of commission for most of this episode. We haven't had one of these. I think we got one of these last year, uh, but it's been a minute since we've had a Barryless episode. How do you think that it uh, that worked this time around? I, I thought it was okay. Uh, it was um, th- there wasn't a spot there where I thought the Flash could help this i mean the only thing that we would see there is is how the flash would be kind of helpless against uh against uh, dion and it, and it gave us a chance for chester to kind of like step into his hero's shoes mm. and make everything worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i was thinking about uh i was like okay all right now i get it we're still in the we're still in the covid recording you know uh, sessions at this point so that means that we're going to get a lot of the care bear stare the care bear stare is going to be the go to move and we just need to all be be okay with that all right the flash will punch again i promise <laughs> but for right now it's going to be a lot of care bear stare and, and until we can uh, while we social distance this thing but but here's the thing i'm sitting there and i'm thinking this as i'm watching it and then the care bear stare failed for for <laughs> for chester yeah <laughs> he that came back and he made everything worse that was that was super interesting to me because you know i thought it was going to be a thing where it's you know we got this really great character moment between chester and his dad and like he uses that going into this into this encounter and you think it's going to be like every time joe gives barry a pep talk uh barry ends up you know saving the day because of it but like chester's dad gives him a pep talk and he basically just makes this guy realize that he can just you know do whatever he wants and he's and he's a god and (laughs) right right it's like mistake big mistake yeah yeah But no, I, so, all right, let's let, you know, th- this episode was, had a lot of gimmicky stuff going on. It had a lot of like, you know, really kind of interesting concepts to, to play around with, especially as it relates to time travel. But at the heart of this thing, it's a gimmick from the start. I mean, we've got, and, and, and I'm here for it, even though, you know, the blockbuster thing I think has been a little played out of like, oh, it's a blockbusters and then it's a nineties <laughs> and it's space jam on top of that. Although they're bringing that back. Yeah. I'm curious though, Bell, uh, did you catch the, did you catch the title reference? Um, you didn't catch the title reference. Title reference, like the 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 with the reference, the Easter egg, uh, the homage that they're doing with the title. No, the one with the '90s. Come on, man. 
The one with the nineties. The one with the nineties. All right, that that naming convention is is like straight up from Friends. Oh, I didn't watch a lot of Friends. So. Okay, but come on, that's that's people people know that. Okay, well, yeah. It's, uh, are you saying like the, the the Friends episodes would be like the one with blah blah blah? All of them were the one with the the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so that's like yeah. just straight up a uh, a Friends reference. Which of course, if you're gonna go, you know, uh, '90s television, you you gotta go you gotta go with a Friends reference. So it, it makes sense. And, <laughs> I, I I need to see if the writers of Legends of Tomorrow wrote this episode like as a cross team kind of thing because uh, it, it it totally felt like a Legends episode the entire time. <laughs> Dude, all right. So it started like a Legends episode. Like you know, all of a sudden, like girl in the street, she's referencing cosplay because you know just random people talk cosplay all the time, and like all of a sudden. There's a T-Rex and there's like a knight or a, or a Spartan or somebody running around. And then there's other time travel wackiness. And it was just, I, I was like sitting here watching like, so Legends is back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty neat. Like, cause you know, I've been missing Legends. Uh, uh, and so it was nice to kind of like get that sort of Legendsy vibe. Cause you mm. know, they're going back in time. There's, you know, things out of time, out of place in time. And uh, all those kinds of classic legends tropes uh, in this episode, and that was really that was much appreciated. Definitely, definitely. I you know I think actually it actually works really well because legends obviously works on its own time travel rules, and you know it, it doesn't use the speed force to time travel. So it, there's different things at play, uh, and so you know it's kind of nice to have if we're going to introduce a third concept of time travel or time manipulation. Uh, it, it, I think it's nice to pay homage to both uh, what we've seen on The Flash, but then also what we've seen on Legends. And maybe it's only stylistically, or who knows, maybe at the core of the Legends tech is actually the Still Force. Ooh. Yeah, it's probably not, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's that. Uh, Cisco and Chester. As you mentioned already, Chester did get kind of some character development, as I was kind of looking forward to uh, getting for him. Uh, hopefully we get something similar to Allegra, but as 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 a whole, um, we are getting a more natural, or at least I feel a more natural exploration of characters by kind of moving some to the sidelines. I know that Cisco spent a lot of time in Atlantis last season, uh, which always felt a little weird. Uh, so we know that Cisco likes Atlantis, which is fine. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. This one felt a little bit more natural. We know, for example, Allegra's got a new job. She's going to be doing some stuff at at uh, at the Citizen. So like, it's not going to be a big question of like, where's Allegra this episode? Um, you know, we we know that uh, Cecile has got her thing going on. We everybody's got life. You know what I mean? Like all of these characters have a life. We don't have to check in with them every single episode. And if they keep that up, I think that we can potentially manage this situation. And on top of that. Uh, if it allows for these characters, these newer characters to get the development that they will desperately need in order to become the beloved characters that I think that the show really wants them to be. So, so far I'm digging it. Uh, what did you think about Chester? Did, uh, did he, did he go up in your book? Did he go down on your book? Is, is, is he part of the team? Has he always been part of the team? Where, where do you feel he kind of lands after this episode? Yeah. Like I, I feel he's a good addition, like in situations where Cisco might not be at his best, because of you know whatever reason like Cisco he, like he needs his tech and he can he can make things work and stuff like that but like you know Chester can build things that Cisco needs in a situation where Cisco might not so they kind of work well together and I like that um, I I think they uh, I think they they complement one another as far as their their tech genius and things like that which which works well for the story but yeah like I'm I'm Team Chester or or Team Chesco, Chesco? yeah Team Chesco yeah. Um, I I think. I think that's going to be a, a bright future for them. I think it'll work well. And and really, I'm, I'm liking Chester thus far. They've got a good dynamic. It, and I, I think it works better when they're not as over the top as sometimes they are. Chester feels a little like... So do you remember when um, like Cisco was kind of like like the felicity of the show early on? Like there was a there was a familiarity that I think many of us fans had with like you know with uh felicity she was kind of she was dorky and she was kind of you know she was us like we're we're all dorky we're all weird uh but she's fun and we're kind of rooting for her and everything else and and she's great it was great and to some extent i feel like cisco was kind, was kind of like that early on on the show he's like okay well you know he's, he wears nerdy shirts we all wear nerdy <laughs> shirts 
he's geeking out all over this stuff. We're geeking out all over this stuff. But over time, obviously, you know, Cisco's seen some things. It takes more for him to have, like, you know, when he geeks out over some kind of minor stuff, it's like, dude, you've you've been to space. Like, you, like what are you doing? <laughs> this is nothing compared to what you've seen. So Chester kind of gives that that fresh type perspective so that Cisco can go back to, or can become a little bit more, I don't know, believable? Is that the right word? Maybe. Or, or am I way off here? Do you do you disagree? Um, I mean, you know, it's I. Despite Cisco's adventures and and his experiences, I still think he he's he's pretty down to earth. I think Chester is more of a parody of what Cisco was originally. Like, right, it's Cisco okay. to the tenth power kind of thing. So, do you think that we will see in them? Because I don't see I don't see Cisco like calming down Chester. You know what I mean? I don't be like, all right, all right, play it cool, man. Play it cool. Yeah, it's time travel. But no, he he seems to like, it seems like Chester's geeking out is kind of almost like, like having Cisco rediscover like, oh, I used to be, I used to be, I wasn't sad, Sco. I was happy. I was Cisco. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, hey, maybe we'll see that. Maybe that'll be an avenue for him to uh, return to true form. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, I think he already has, except a, a more powerful true form because he's, he's mecha vibe. Now. Yeah. <laughs> mecha vibe which I'm, I'm i'm all about the mecha vibe absolutely uh all right well, let's talk about them going back to the past going to a high school just waltzing up in there as like full-on adults and interviewing kids and and no teachers say anything about any of this well i just was reminded of that scene from that movie where uh steve Bashimi is like you know dressed in kid clothing with a skateboard and he's like hello fellow kids <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fellow youths, yeah. Uh, no, that was uh, that's that's not a movie. That's that's a uh, from Thirty Rock, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I've just seen the memes. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a Thirty Rock episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> hello, fellow students. Yeah, they um they definitely had that dad vibe going on going in. My whole thing is, where were the teachers? Who lets the like they 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 even rented a room somehow? They had their own room in the high school. You have to understand that this is a very small town, but a very large high school. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, there's like hundreds of thousands of students in this high school and there's only like 18 teachers. So like, it's tough. It's tough to keep an eye on all of them. I'm just, I'm just making this up because this is how this works. Uh, <laughs> right. 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 it's just television. Yeah. Okay? There's no parents and the, you know, the kids, the, 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 kids run, run the teacher to student ratio is, is, is not nearly where it should be for this particular institution. <laughs> Well, I, uh, you know, I, to some extent, I was wondering if maybe that was supposed to be a, a parody on uh, maybe just sitcoms in general, or not even sitcoms, but just like television, high school television shows in general, because it always seems there's there's no adults, there's no adult supervision, yeah. there's no parents in the town, the kids have the run of the place, and that just kind of is what it is. <laughs> and again, that's more of a Legends trope, like Legends makes fun of those TV tropes. And uh, that's why, yeah, I just, this, this just totally felt like a Legends episode to me almost the entire time. Maybe it was. I'm telling you, like, you might be onto something. There might be uh, some behind the scenes uh, uh, sharing of ideas going on with, uh, with how that worked out. Maybe they're like, hey, we don't get to start our season until much later. Can we at least write one of y'all's episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Question. Is this guy the new turtle? The, the still force dude? Because he, he never got a name, did he? No, it was just Dion, I think. Right. Um, and... We know that Psyche, so Psyche has a name, which is Psyche, but he's also the Sage Force God, God of Sage. Uh, and then we know that Fiera. Fuerza. Fierna? Fuerza. Fuerza, thank you. Fuerza obviously has a name. And so I'm wondering, and they, they reference Turtle 2, but is this Turtle 3? Maybe? I don't know. I, I, I thought it was interesting that they would make that reference, but then not kind of name this guy or give him kind of an alias. Uh, beyond just his own name and, and, still, and still force, force. especially because so far he seems to be, yeah, man, I think he is. I think he's the, I think he's the new turtle, but they didn't call him that, but I'd like for them to call him that. But I, but um, yeah, but like you said, they mentioned turtle too. So he, is he going to be turtle three? Why not? He could be the ultimate turtle. Yeah. Cause he could be the ninja turtle. To the still force. He could, he could be the ninja turtle because I mean like in his, in his past uh, time, you know, loop that he created, he was a teen. So Dion he's a teenage Force, Ninja Turtle, <laughs> Dion Still Force, Ninja Turtle, Teenage Still Force, Ninja Turtle, Dion in the Still Force, Turtle Power. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Give him a name. Everybody else has a name. <laughs> Come on. Dion needs a name. All right. Cool, cool, cool. 
Uh, all right. Anything else? Oh, I, I do want to make mention of this. Cisco, uh, when he goes into his, his seven-year-old mode and uh, Chester's trying to pull him out of it, he's like, oh, don't forget everything. Don't, you've got to remember Game of Thrones. And I'm like, oh, Chester, man, if he got the chance to forget the last season of Game of Thrones, why are you ruining this? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's still there's still six seasons that are good for Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it, it definitely balances out. I'm just saying that, you know... He, that was a gift there that he had for a few moments <laughs> to forget that final season. Uh, also, mentioning Legends Tomorrow, the the way in which kind of the time bubbles broke out across the city, uh, really fun to see our characters uh, portrayed in, in different methods and different ways. And uh, definitely was digging the uh, the groovy look that we had across the board. Uh, Frost in particular, <laughs> I thought it made a really interesting flower child. Yeah. Well, uh, so that- I thought Iris was awesome. Like, like, and, Man, and yeah. Iris, like, uh, uh, Joe's reaction to Iris was was great. It was classic. Like Joe classic. looked great in the in the you know twenties outfit, and then like Iris in the seventies like Black Power outfit was just it was fantastic. Like yeah, it was it's really awesome. really neat. And then, well, we got to talk about Caitlyn though. Caitlyn in the in the eighties. Poor yeah, Caitlin. <laughs> she got the short end of the stick on that one. They're like, well, but, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, she also got to dress up in the uh, as Frost in the Flower Child thing, so she got a cool right. one and a dumb one. Uh- <laughs> well, no, the actress did, but yeah, no, 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 no right, for right. sure. By the way, speaking of speaking of the Caitlin Frost dynamic, that's going to bring us to this week's speedster speculation. Yeah, so all right, so Frost is still on the run, but but let's talk about this real quick. Uh, Caitlin and Frost, um, in terms of how you handle social distancing, this worked out pretty well. <laughs> I have a feeling these two are going to have a lot of scenes together. And do you think that everybody gets along on the set? Or do you think that they needed to write her character in such a way that she was just acting with herself? Oh, yeah. I think everybody gets along, I, I would assume. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Because, you know, every once in a while I see like these like crazy fan, you know, oh, these people are feuding with these people. And I'm like, where's your proof? Where's this coming from? And then I see like they basically write, you know, these two, these characters, this, this, they split this character in half and then put her in a room with herself and nobody else. And I'm like... Well, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Get <laughs> you know, like now Cisco has a new buddy. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just stirring the pot a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll need some, I'll need some, uh, some, some uh, data to verify that. Yeah. Sources. Yeah, yeah. That that came from the from the rumor force. You know, it's one of the seven seven forces that ruled television. Is the rumor force, <laughs> uh, along with the spoiler force and the ratings force. The negative and force. The, <laughs> the, the troll force. force, yeah. <laughs> the, the troll force. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I know, man. Frost, uh, she is currently being hunted and seems to not care, which is interesting to me because it was such a concern of hers before. Uh, where do you th- think things are going for her? Uh, well, I mean... So since they're split now, it's not an issue of uh, Caitlin, you know, leaving the show altogether. But but even still, you know, if one of them left, that's still one less character kind of to deal with. And so I don't know if it's if it's an avenue. I mean, I'll, my, my guess is that there's going to be like a clear her name kind of redemption story for the public at large, because, you know, she's already cleared with Team Flash. Like they know that she's not this killer person that uh, that she was before. But for the you know people at large got you know, almost at Gotham City at large <laughs> central city at large you know they still think and obviously the government still thinks that she is uh, a villain and so i i can see them working some kind of redemption arc in with that or if they don't go that route have her you know be i got to lay low and go hide with ralph and sue you know fighting black hole because we have too many characters and <laughs> we're, we're just gonna, we're just gonna like get one day. We still have the same actress, you know, playing Caitlin. So we're not losing personnel or anything like that, but we have one less character we have to write stories for. And I, I could see it going either way. Like I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure. Like I, I thought there might be some kind of like reconciliation between Frost and Caitlin. And I still think there might be, to where you know they do go into uh, one body again, and maybe it's for Frost's protection. I don't know, but in that case, would they just arrest Caitlin? You know, it, it's it, it's really interesting. There's a lot of different ways they can go with it, so it's kind of hard to see how they're going to um, how they're going to you know end up end up utilizing it. So I like Frost, and I, I like Caitlin. I'm not. I, I feel like we've done a lot with Caitlin. Like Caitlin's story is pretty well rounded, but I don't see an avenue for Caitlin to leave and Frost to stay. 
it, it seems the opposite to me with with the um you know frost being pursued by the government and stuff so i don't know and then again there's all there's always the villain route too you know that that that's also an avenue that could go down like maybe you know frost run in with the fbi or the you know the government and whatever leads her down a path where she has to make a choice and she makes that choice and now that that's like her breaking bad moment kind of thing so yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's going to be neat to see how they go with it because we've done a lot of pairing down of of extra characters on the show and so i don't know if frost is next (laughs) it's possible i i'm really you know we we spent a lot of time with those characters dealing with the family dynamics um in terms of kind of their their issues with their parents and and that sort of thing. I, I'm, I'm hoping. What I'd really like to see with with her character is, like, her getting away from that uh, and really kind of diving into who she is and and what she wants and and kind of dealing with, you know, maybe yeah, there might be kind of some trauma associated with kind of the parental relationships that come before that are still kind of mixed into who she is, and obviously some frustration with. Uh, Caitlin, in terms of the way that Caitlin's kind of decided to live her life while she had to kind of play a back seat. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fun things they could do for sure, but I, you know, and I, and I do think there is going to be maybe an aspect of like, Hey, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm out here like digging my flower child, uh, new get up and I'm, <laughs> I'm chill, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that killer frost anymore. Arguably I never fully was. So why are you after me again? Which to some extent makes me wonder what did she do that makes her on the FBI most wanted list? Probably her stuff with Amy Nett. That was pre-crisis and on top of that i'm trying to remember what she did with amunet that was particularly all of that like what makes her more of interest than say like i well, you know the photo that um the the agent showed joe showed her with you know team flash and so maybe that's kind of a thing where they're she's operating as a supervillain on a hero team and the and the police are just kind of turning the the, the well, because they're hard they're harboring a fugitive right like you know they're like they're they're fine with but so are the legends of tomorrow well, sure but like this is a different show <laughs> okay, I, but it's the same universe though i'm just saying that there has been like the it, it is kind of like part and parcel for these hero shows to be like you know you're a villain but if you do some good, then it's okay. You feel bad about it now, so sure, sure, it's all right. But yeah. like, I, I think in this instance, because like, you know, they already said. So you're, you know, Joe said you're gonna try to apprehend the Flash. She's like, no, 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 the Flash is cool. But like, here's Killer Frost, the Flash, and so we know she's here. We know she's operating with the Flash, and so you know, maybe that's like, uh, you know, you catch a break in the case. Maybe there are other ones they're looking for, but like, this is just the the the, the yeah. break that they needed to kind of apprehend her for whatever things that she did uh, post crisis. Um, are you pre-crisis or yeah i mean even pre like that's the thing is like you know what because it's pre-crisis so we don't know exactly i mean and maybe that aspect of it is just all the same and we'll just what do we can we can assume that just to make things easier but yeah like her affiliation with amunet and her band of hooligans has gotten her in trouble with the law but it just seems like a fairly like kind of a high up i don't know it just seems like there's bigger fish to fry out there than, than Killer Frost, which kind of makes me wonder if there's something that happened pre-crisis that we don't know about. Was she more of a Killer Frost in the past? And are like, you know, was her pre-crisis rap a lot worse than the pre-crisis, you know, Killer Frost than we actually saw? Because I just don't remember her actually ever actually killing anybody. This is not Earth 2 Killer Frost. I mean, arguably, I guess to some extent she is because, I mean, all Earths kind of merged, but still. I don't yeah, know. I, don't I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that that we'll see her kind of wound up in that way to the point where she, you know, she she was not a killer, but she becomes like you know if if they you know if you want me to be a monster, then I'll play the part or something of that nature. Um, and it'll be great because you know we're in we're in Care Bear Stare mode, and I think the Care Bear Stare would work well for that, or not. She might kill somebody. <laughs> what if she kills Cisco? That'll probably be the big breaking moment is when she kills Cisco. Yeah, which would be terrible. But which is something you know we speculated about years ago. Yeah, when when they when they yeah, fought. That was I mean I think that was in season 3 if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah, we thought that was going to be like her breaking bad moment then. Yeah. They they've stretched this character out a lot. I'm not going to lie. They've stretched it out a lot. But you know what? We've got some great listener feedback uh, that dives into this. So let's go ahead and dive, in, dive into that. This is David Sobolov, the voice of Gorilla Grodd on The Flash. And you're listening to Flash TV Talk. All right, man, but first, uh, this first one comes in from Drake. It's a little bit of a, a, a correction for us, and it's not, you know, that often you get an international superstar right into the show, so thank you, Drake. Uh, what did Drake have to say? 
Just an FYI, Superman and Lois isn't in the future. Their timeline was altered by Crisis, so they have teenage twins instead of one baby. Okay, so that that's that's 100% my bad. Like, I tuned into uh, the second Superman and Lois episode because it came on after The Flash, and I watched it on live TV uh, for that particular episode. And... Um, I I was like, okay, their kids are older, and so I I, I Googled you know an article about it, and the article said, uh, uh it, it it didn't mention Crisis at all, but it said that yeah, this one takes place you know further in the future, and I was like, that's kind of weird, but like, you know, I'll go with it, and that's on that's on me. I should have done more research looking into that, but um, I took this article at face value, and yeah, okay, so I mean, Crisis, it's done a lot of stuff, <laughs> and apparently it did this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, there you go. This nice, uh, nice correction. Appreciate that, Drake. And uh, um, hey, you know, uh, did you know that Drake came to, to Jackson a couple years ago? I did not. Oh, that's kind of a funny story. So in Jackson, Mississippi, where where uh, Bell and I are both kind of originate from, uh, Drake was in town. He went to a local comic book shop uh, called Offbeat. Uh, by the way, they've got a great online shop. So if you want to shop at a, a local local small business in Mississippi and, and support comic book and record shops, it's a great place to do it. But they uh, he he came into Offbeat. I remember Twitter. Jackson Twitter was like like blowing up. Like Drake's at Offbeat. Drake's at Offbeat. And we were we were like everybody who was like at home was like prove it. And they would like apparently Drake wouldn't let anybody take any pictures while he was at Offbeat. <laughs> and like so you know you remember Hunter. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Hunter Hunter was there and he was like, no, he's here. I'm like, y'all are all lying. But then people would actually go to Offbeat and then they would jump on Twitter like, no, it's real. He's actually here, but we can't take pictures. And I, it's still kind of a mystery in my mind because I didn't go. So I'm thinking like, I don't know if you actually came or not. So Drake, uh, when you write back in to the show, let us know if you were in Jackson, Mississippi a couple of years ago. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, man, this next one comes in. So this was a reference to it in uh, relation to Frost. So this one comes in from Lena. Lena wrote in a couple of episodes back, or I guess maybe several episodes back now, uh, as someone with a dissociative identity disorder and really found kind of uh, the Frost and Caitlin dynamic to be really, you know, relatable and, and that sort of thing. So uh, with the split, uh, Lena writes in, what did Lena have to say? This is Lena again, uh, here to once again give my thoughts on the current state of Caitlin and Frost, the snow twins, question mark. Uh, from my perspective, as someone who is a part of a DID system, uh, at the end of the episode four, when it was revealed they had separated into two bodies, I had mixed feelings. I was excited to see where the story would go next, but a little sad that it seemed like they were losing such a positive portrayal of multiplicity. Then in the beginning of the next episode, when Caitlin almost immediately said that she was going to try to get them back together as quickly as possible, my first thought was, what? Why on all the multiple Earths would you want to do that? <laughs> you see, as someone who lives with a lot more than just two people sharing my brain, I can tell you that what happened to Caitlin and Frost would be our wildest dreams coming true. It's very difficult to share one life with others, especially when you well, when we don't feel like we can be nearly as open about it as Caitlin and Frost. We have to pretend to be more similar to each other than we are to keep our secret and to appear normal. So needless to say, I definitely empathized with Frost when she said that she wanted to live uh, a whole life for a change instead of half a life. But on the other hand, I can see that if I were, uh, if we were split into multiple physical bodies, we would miss that closeness, and that cannot be described as someone who is not a multiple. But I think, in our case at least, we wouldn't miss it enough to want to go back to living a fraction of a life. One more thing before I go. Why are you guys so hellbent on wanting Frost to become a villain? <laughs> okay, okay, I get the urge <laughs> as a comic book fan myself to want to see the characters becoming more similar to their comic counterparts. But as someone with DID, I find it refreshing that for once we have a multiple-minded person who is not an evil lunatic serial killer. There have been far too many portrayals in all sorts of fictional media about people like us being evil, violent people, and it leads to the untrue stereotype that people with DID, or any mental illness for that matter, are inherently dangerous and should be feared. The truth is that most of us are just people trying to live our lives and deal with the memories of the trauma that caused our mental health issues and trying to keep our internal struggles a secret from almost everyone we know because we know that they would judge us unfairly if they knew the truth about us. Just to let you know, I'm not actually mad at you for wanting Frost to be a villain. Like I said, I get it from a comic perspective. I just wanted to give you my own perspective. I think you guys are doing a great job with the podcast. Thanks for reading my previous emails on the podcast and I hope you read this one as well. So until next time, keep running, Lena. Hey, thanks, Lena. That's a great perspective. I, one thing I will say this though, I, I hear what you're saying about the kind of the the stigmatizing mental illness and that sort of thing. I I will. It seems though that by separating the characters, they like that in and of itself kind of removes the DID connection between the characters. So Frost, if Frost does go evil, like she could no like she would no longer be classified as somebody with DID because she's she just Frost. You know what I mean? So I don't know that that I mean you know. From it, it would seem that stigma might not transfer 
And maybe an argument could be made that that might be part of the reason why they decided to split the characters. Yeah, I, I was about to say the same thing. Like that negative association uh, with people with DID is probably something they were trying to avoid, which is why they didn't go a villainous route in the first place, which I applaud them for. I think that's I think that's a great move to sort of like kill those stigmas and those stereotypes. And so, yeah, like if Frost did go bad and they're still separate, like I, I feel like that's maybe OK. Granted, I'm, I'm speaking as someone who doesn't suffer from this condition. So like my take on it is less valid. But, you know, at that point, they're two separate people. They're not one person with DID or anything like that. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's better. Maybe that's more of an avenue. I I, I think it's just, yeah, our, our our desire for the comic books to come real as the reason why we just keep wanting her to be a villain. So Well, and it's also because they've played such like like just dipping the toes in the water without just diving in. It's for yeah. so long with this character. Like and I mean, it goes back to the whole point. Like they called her Killer Frost, and she didn't even kill anybody. It's yeah. like, like, well, so you have to kind of make a decision: Are you going to take this character in a completely different route, uh, and and kind of make it either like a heroic character, which they eventually did with the kind of concept of Frost, which I think is was interesting. I kind of wish if they weren't going to make her a villain, they would have done that sooner, because it's almost like teasing us with something that we're never actually going to get. And now I think they've actually set up a perfect route so that, you know, despite kind of all the the, the the various ways they diverged from the comic book origins of the character, if they want to, uh, they, they can set they can set up a, a more, you know, traditional frost or, you know, to go a killer route. And also, I mean, like, you know, it's comic books. We love when our heroes become villains. We love when our villains become heroes. That kind of dynamic is always, you know, rich for storytelling and drama and emotional connectiveness and in those instances it makes the care bear stare way more effective <laughs> than when it's just like just some dude you know yeah <laughs> even, yeah well i don't know even with abracadabra though i was like really are we gonna care bear stare him he, <laughs> he, he like he literally killed a guy earlier this episode with cards and such and then he sliced somebody else up like like he's out here murdering folks and we're supposed to feel sorry for him. And I mean, like we can feel sorry for him and recognize that he's had like a little you know, like a rough situation going with his entire life wiped out. Nobody's saying that's a cool, easy or good thing. But also nobody's killing people over that either. So it's yeah, like, I, I think I think that was an interesting choice with, with Abracadabra to have him be a murderer and then try to seek redemption. I think it's easier for audiences at least to be like. Well, he didn't kill anybody. He just stole some stuff because, you know, he was desperate or whatever. Right. But it's like, you know, well, he, you know, he only killed two people. That's not a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the people he killed were bad. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe the people he were going to kill, like maybe the people he killed in his future turned out to be like psycho mass murderers. Who knows? (laughs) So, you know what? You know what? Like, yeah, sure. Abracadabra, he killed a couple guys, but like who hasn't killed a couple guys? Come on. Oh man. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see where they take the character. But um, yeah, no, I think I think that's the the reason that uh, to to answer your your question is is for me it's not it, it, yes it, there's a, obviously a big driving factor is is the comic book connection, but it is also because I do feel like they've they keep on teasing us for so long with taking that character in a direction that it it's just like okay either do it or don't but stop yeah. stop with this back and forth and uh and yeah now that now that they're separate I think I think the opportunity is here and. Hopefully, because they're separate, it'll, you know, ideally, at least in an audience mind, um, not be seen as like, oh, okay, because mental illness and now she's crazy or something of that nature. Um, but, you know, your your perspective may vary for, uh, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, Belle, uh, overall, this episode, I, I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. It was goofy at times. It, it, it began to change my mind on kind of the concept of these kind of uh, this, this pantheon of forces and, and kind of these, these, you know, various deities that are out there and the way in which they're kind of engaging. And it started to make me question like even like Nora, you know, Nora speed force and who is she really? Because now, you know, now I think she's Eobard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this episode uh, and especially the twist. At, at, well, I guess it wasn't really a twist, but like, you know, my, my thought was um, when Chester's sitting there talking to Dion, like, it's like, okay, here comes the Care Bear He's going to be a good guy now. Then they're going to have one of the forces on their side so they can fight the other two forces. So it'll be like Speed Force versus Still Force, you know, Speed Force and Still Force versus uh, Sage Force and Strength Force. But no, they 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 turned the the Care Bear stare up on its head, and now we have Dion going like, "Oh, thanks for 
telling me the extent of my powers. I don't have to sit here and relive the same day. I can just control everybody's future. <laughs> so that was that was a neat little thing, and I, I love the the sort of Legends of Tomorrow vibe about it. And so, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this Still Force. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride, I think, coming up. Yeah, here. a very slow ride. <laughs> Let us know what your thoughts are. Head over to uh, Twitter. You can follow us there at Flash TV Talk, or you can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podesteri.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. Also, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. TV isn't dead, or is it? TVTalk.fm isn't. Head over there for the latest and greatest TV podcast, and uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. But until next time, we'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.